all the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift and because we truly care, all the good things we share. All the good things. Hello friends, welcome back to All the Good Things podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. And I'm your other host, Esme. And today we are bringing to you an episode of Little Things. Now, I personally love our Little Things episode. It's more digestible, short stories that just share the goodness that's happening in the world. And if you have been listening to our podcast for a little bit now, you'll know that Esme and I love to start off with reflecting on the personal things that are wonderful in our lives. So what's it for you this week, Esme? Mine is like a a layered good thing. One of like the base good thing is that I started a new job as the area manager in Core Power Yoga and that's been really exciting. But that's slightly old news. So what makes it like the layer on top of that that was just incredibly exciting for me was that I finally shared that I had that position with the world on Instagram and I was shocked by how many people like came out of the woodworks to just say congratulations or like I'm proud of you and it just was really truly blowing my mind how much love and support I was receiving and it was just like so wholesome to Mm. to see that and to remember that and to feel it and I like got a little teary-eyed when I was talking to people about it because sometimes sometimes you don't remember, you know, that people care about you and it was just kind of like so much at once that it was like the biggest, best kind of slap in the face you can have. <laughs> it was like a slap in the face of love and it made me really happy and I really, really appreciated it. I can hear the happy grateful emotion in your voice as you speak and I know everyone loves you and cares for you so just remember that I love you and I care about you too you're gonna make me cry and I feel like we just dove back into that space again it's very like us to dive into a space of let's just get mushy and share all the love because honestly that's the kind of humans we are but also that the world needs to embrace the mushiness more you know (laughs) So we're here to deliver it to you every week on Monday. What's your good thing, Melissa? My good thing this week, and actually collectively the last couple weeks, is I've been teaching at this new yoga studio called LXR Yoga in Costa Mesa. And what I'm super grateful for and just honestly inspired by is that it's owned by this husband and wife couple. And they have a little five-year-old at home. They've had to sacrifice their time parenting with her to be able to manage their business since it is a newer company. And they've been navigating these challenging times for the first time with a new business. And I honestly just want to say, like, they are such kind people and so inspiring. And I think it's really beautiful that they're doing all this hard work right now so that their daughter can have something to be proud of and to aspire to when she gets older. So shout out to Tess and Hui. 
Um, you guys are awesome, and I'm very grateful to be working in your studio. Girl, when I saw your Instagram there with the purple lights <laughs> and just like knowing that that's one of your favorite colors <laughs> and you were just in the yoga studio glowing with this like purple light energy, <laughs> it looked so beautiful and it looked like a space designed for you in mind. Aww. Also just super cool vibes. Like I want to go there. <laughs> but now on to our actual good stories. Um, Esme is going to go first and share her first little good thing. Yay, I've got a cute little good thing and it's coming to you all the way from West London at a friendly neighborhood pub called Carlton Tavern. Ooh. So uh, let me just go ahead and dedicate this story to Ollie right here, right, right now. <laughs> like literally any story for all our new listeners, any story that involves England or like British people, we just always dedicate it to Ollie, which is my husband and our resident British person. <laughs> <laughs> resident British person. Okay, so Carlton Tavern was built in 1921. And it was one of the only buildings in the area that survived the Blitz bombings from World War II. Mm. So it's a pretty, pretty cool place. And it recently reopened its doors as lockdown restrictions finally started to lift in England. But unlike the other places that were opening their doors, Carlton Tavern had reopened after years of closure. Specifically six years, because back in 2015, some developers looked at this historic little tavern and were like, nope, we want to put some luxury apartments here. And uh, the people who own the tavern were like, nope, you can't do that. We don't want you to. We want the beer and the fish and chips. And so... <laughs> I'm adding, I'm embellishing, <laughs> if it's not clear. Although, hey, knowing I England, believe that's that. probably a conversation that actually happened at some point. But the developers did this really sneaky thing where they just demolished the building without the planning rights to kind of like condemn it so that they could just build on it without permission. Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, very rude, very sneaky. But little did they know that the community had kind of sensed that they might do something a little bit shady. So the community had actually gone to a historical uh, granting entity and they had come in like days before to take like detailed pictures of every single thing. They took like plaster casts of every brick <laughs> and they were going to... Um, provide Carlton Tavern with grade two historical status. Oh. But the developers got there first. Oh. So we've got a ruined, almost historically noted building and a bunch of community members who love their neighborhood tavern and decided they wanted to do something about it. So they rose, they rose up. They fought a lengthy legal battle, and the judge ordered the developers to rebuild Carlton Tavern 
brick by brick. Oh my like, gosh. Like identical <laughs> to what they had ruined. And they did. And when Carlton Tavern opened again with the rest of the world coming out of lockdown, it celebrated its 100th year in business. It celebrated the culmination of that legal process of having been rebuilt. So it's equal parts brand new and equal parts old AF. <laughs> and the community is really happy because now they, they have their space again. And uh, I just thought it was amazing because normally, normally developers do that kind of stuff because they can just get away with it. And in this this situation, they did not. Not in London, friends. Not at all. You won't make my <laughs> London bridge go down. <laughs> that was Fergie. I'll okay. come every time I come around London, my London, London, London bridge when I go down. <laughs> I London, London, London. I wonder if they like that song in England. I hope they do. Ollie. Hey, <laughs> Ollie. Ollie. He's a boy. Tell I don't know. Tell us, please. <laughs> Well, that was super interesting. I love that they rebuilt that. Super cool, good thing. Instant karma is really fun to witness. Yes, it's awesome when you catch karma, like, and you can go back and look at it again. All right, my first good story is going along with what's happening in the world right now. Everyone is going out to get their jabs, their vaccinations. And of course, as many of you know, you have to take like a first batch, a second dose, Um, to really get the full vaccine and well it turns out there was a special guest on his way to get his second dose of the vaccine and while he was waiting because there's a 15 minute observation period where they just watch you make sure you're okay to drive not dizzy uh, you just sit there and just kind of hang out everyone's socially distanced everyone's usually on their phones and not really talking to anyone because people are obviously kind of scared to interact or get close to people right now Well, it turns out that person who was on his way to get his second dose was famous celloist Yo-Yo Ma. And Yo-Yo Ma decided during his observation period he was going to perform a surprise concert. And he just whipped out his cello and played all the people waiting in line to get their doses um, a concert. And he just did it to entertain them totally free. And he's not only one of the people who just did this out of the kindness of his heart for his community, but he has also launched a series that he started at the beginning of COVID called Hashtag Songs of Comfort. And he brings people on virtually to perform some songs in an orchestrative uh, format. So yay, maybe next time you like hop around and go get your jabs, you might see someone like Yo-Yo Ma whipping out a cello. That's amazing. Your turn for number two, Esme. I'm super excited for this story because it's going to be a little bit different than our stories in the past. I would like to make this an interactive story, Melissa. Okay. Oh yeah, so get ready. This story is inspired by a TikTok that I saw from an account called, um, honestly, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to spell their username in case you want to go find it on TikTok yourself. It's M-N-D-I-A-Y-E underscore 97. And the TikTok just starts with this. He says, animal group names that make me believe there is good in the world. And then he just goes on to list 
a bunch of different animal group names. So, for example, we call a group of dogs a... Uh, this one's this one's a low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Is it a low-hanging fruit? <laughs> a pack of dogs. Oh, or what would you call like a, a a group of birds in the sky? A flock. Yes. How about like a group of cows on a farm? A herd. Exactly. Okay. So you're starting to get the rhythm, right? I'm getting it. I gotta they... turn my brain on, Esme. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. That the next ones are going to be hard and weird, but also awesome. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> what do you think we call a group of baboons? Baboonies? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but no, we call them a troop of baboons. Oh. What about beavers? A bunch of beavers. Oh, oh. A den? That would be cool, but apparently their group name is a colony. So you call them a colony of beavers. So interesting. I know. Okay. These are absolutely bizarre. So I just I just wanted to make it interactive to see where your mind would travel because it's fun and exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expect you to get any of them right. How about a group of coyotes? Wouldn't they also be a pack? They're a band. Oh, they're a band. A band of coyotes. Because they're the rascals. Uh-huh. This one's fun. What do you think we call a group of crocodiles? I don't know, but I bet it's in an Australian accent. A float. mate. A float of crocodiles. No way, a float. A float. We've also got an army of frogs. Okay. A business of ferrets. (laughs) A gaggle of geese. A shiver of sharks. A shiver. A streak of tigers. Uh Uh-huh. And my favorite, a fluffle of rabbits. A fluffle. A fluffle of rabbits. Who came up with these? I truly do not know how this naming system came into being because it has no rhyme or reason and it's just all over the board. But the TikTok that I watched after he said a fluffle of rabbits also said, I don't care what toxic masculinity says. If I think something is cute, I'm going to call it cute. And this is freaking adorable about Aww. the fluffle of rabbits. So I-, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Hope you learned something new from that story. I did. I'm going to be reciting a business of ferrets. I know. <laughs> Okay, well, going along with the pet theme, my next good story actually has a really great thing for pets. And it all starts with NASCAR driver Alex Bowman. Um, He is 27 years old, and he competes full-time for NASCAR Cup Series. And he decided that he wanted to do something special this driving season, and he is doing his NASCAR Cup Series in support of the nonprofit Best Friends Animal Society, which has a mission to end all kill shelters and to save all pets. So he has his own rescue dog named Roscoe. So this society and saving pets is something he's super passionate about and something that he has benefited from just from having a pet in his own life. So he thought, why not 
use NASCAR to reach a whole new demographic of people, of people who might not usually think twice about, you know, a kill shelter, kill shelter or pets in general being adopted. But throughout the season, they've decided to make it fun because NASCAR and Ali Financial, which is one of his sponsors, will make a $1,000 donation to a best friend's affiliated shelter in each city that hosts a NASCAR race, which Alex will personally match. So whether it's in his hometown or whether he's out driving and racing in California, uh, if he races, they're going to immediately, you know, give $1,000 and Alex is going to put $1,000 of his own money in to that shelter in that city. So this season together, they are donating $33,000 and additionally, Ali Financial has, you know, stuck a big claim out there and said they'll donate $10,000 if Bowman wins the race of the NASCAR Cup Series finale. Oh, snap. Yeah, so it's, I think that's a great way to advertise and support a cause you believe in and still do your job and, you know make it more universally known. I've never been more interested in NASCAR. (laughs) (laughs) Take me to this race. Melissa, I love how how all of our stories have some thread of connection because I just did an animal story and then you just pulled in an animal story to a story about cars and my next story also (laughs) has to do with cars. Wow. So my story is about Toriel Norwood. And she is living in Florida and recently completed a CPR class at Lakewood High School's Athletic Lifestyle Management Academy. And she was driving the very next day with a group of her friends when they were T-boned, not by a NASCAR, just a normal car that doesn't know how to drive, T-boned so aggressively that they were hurtled into a tree in someone's lawn. So the door like totally crumpled, but she was okay. She got to escape and climb out of a window along with two of her other passengers. And they exited the car, started to, to run away from it when they realized that one of their friends was not following them. So Toriel went back to the car, saw that her friend Azaria was unresponsive pulled her out of the wreck and immediately took her vitals and started CPR that she had learned the previous day within 24 hours. She did 30 compressions and two rescue breaths and Azaria regained consciousness. And shortly after the paramedics arrived and took her to the hospital and she is alive and well. And Toriel is incredible for putting all of that action that she just learned into practice immediately. And uh, it's inspiring because I know I'm CPR certified, but (laughs) I think my certificate is coming up in June. (laughs) Needs a little bit of a revamp there. So... (laughs) Honestly, just to like kick it into high gear, I feel like your adrenaline, you're just firing on all cylinders. And then when you actually like see that that's your friend, like someone you love, like, oh my God, I don't care what kind of training I've got, I've had to do. I'm going to whip it right out. And the fact that she actually absorbed all that knowledge and it worked. Hell yes. 
pay attention in, in class, kids. <laughs> and go get CPR certified. All right. Well, I am going to wrap up with someone who's not saving lives in real life, but someone who is saving lives on screen. Gosh, these segues. <laughs> We're so good. <laughs> and that is Simu Liu, who is an up-and-coming actor who I'm sure will be a household name in television and film after you see what he's about to do and what a, a, after you see his next project come out. So Simu Lu actually started out as an accountant, and he was born in Dongbei region of China and was and later moved to Toronto in Canada, where his parents brought him to give him an opportunity at a better life. And he didn't come to Canada till he was five years old, but he went the traditional route of growing up wanting to make his parents happy. So he went to business school, even though he wasn't passionate about it, and he became a, an accountant. And he didn't really love it. And to be honest, he was already dabbling in acting. He knew that he had a passion for being a performer. And he said he literally did anything. He was an extra. He played Spider-Man for children's birthday parties just to get some practice in. And he was doing that while also having a full-time job as an accountant, which later, due to budget cuts, he was laid off from. And so Simulu took this as a sign that, hmm, maybe I need to really pursue my acting because I was already kind of being a little flaky at work anyway because I didn't love it. So this is my chance. And he ended up pursuing acting so much that he finally got a good breakout role on the show Kim's Convenience, which just aired out on Netflix, but it's been around and super successful in Toronto. And with that breakout role, he gained a lot of attention. And now I'm super excited to say for the Asian American community that he is going to be Marvel's next superhero in the movie set to release this year, July 9th. And he plays Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi. I wonder which one it's going to be. I'm going to say Shang. And he plays Shang-Chi. In the Legend of the Ten Rings. So oh my it's an all-star-studded Asian cast, and he is the lead character. Oh my good! I need to go watch me some Kim's Convenience right now so I can like get be ready. Extra excited when this Marvel stuff comes out. Ooh, super I'd exciting! Love me a good Marvel show or movie. Me too. I feel like they've been keeping this one under wraps, and then it's just gonna like I had all no of a sudden idea. hit That's us. That's so soon, right? Exactly. So I was like, better share this good thing before July 9th, so you all have time to get excited to watch it. The other thing I love too is like you just you never know what life is getting you ready for like in that time of getting laid off he could have never foreseen getting cast as a Marvel freaking superhero like right (laughs) what or like the fact that he was actually practicing like being Spider-Man for children's birthday parties with no idea that he would actually be his own superhero I mean, uh-huh. that's just mind-boggling dreams coming true for me right now. It's amazing. So even in those moments when you might be feeling really low, like after getting laid off or like just stuck, even stuck in the job that you're not really passionate passionate about, you never know what's coming. Exactly. It's all never for a know. reason. Well, that, that flew by. I had so much fun sharing good stories with all of you and with chatting with Esme in general. She and I can just 
you know, go forever, you guys. <laughs> but we will be back with a full episode next Monday of just longer good stories in case you want something a little bit lengthier. And if this episode, this podcast brings you joy, go ahead and send it to your friend right now. Just do us a big favor and please follow us, subscribe to our podcast and share us. That means the world to us. We will see you all very soon. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. Bye. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift and because we truly care, all the good things we share.